0: Well, hey everyone. Welcome to The Spoken Gospel
1: Podcast. Yes, indeed. and
0: The Book of Numbers.
1: It's a great day to count.
0: It's a great day to count. And uh, One, that's two, the
1: wor- <laughs> three. It's the four. Five. Let's start.
0: Let's lean into this. 2000 <laughs> because the Book of Numbers is not about numbers, right? It's not. It's going to feel like that today because the first three chapters Because are the f- yeah. all, all all about numbers. All about numbers.
1: But I think the Hebrew title yes for this is I think it's Bar mitvar okay maybe I'm, my hebrew is yeah my hebrew is horrible uh but it just means in the wilderness in the wilderness yeah which is a much better yeah, uh, far more interesting title and it's way more indicative There's of what actually movie.
0: happens in the uh, a in this book
1: with eric McCandless called into the wild oh yes yeah it's a, it's a right. book written like, by ooh. it's like ooh, it's yeah. so it, so interesting yeah who wrote into the wild? um that that guy it wasn't jack london
0: who was it it was
1: um no it was that other guy i can't remember Krakauer?
0: Oh yeah, I think it, that's right. Is it? A I can picture the cover of the book. I can trying too. Just like <laughs> see his name. Anyway, um, but yeah, um, into the wilderness or in the wilderness is yeah. I said into the wilderness, <laughs> into, the wilderness. <laughs> into, the wilderness. <laughs> into the wild. Just change uh, the preposition. Uh, is the a really is a really good title for the book, yeah. which is its original title, because this book uh, chronicles what happens in the wilderness. Right. Um, and so, broadly speaking, what happens in Numbers is the people. We start out and the people are at Sinai. And they travel. And they travel to the promised land. It takes them like two weeks. If or, they were you know, to like do it straight. If they were to do it straight. They just, and it's like in the... In, when you read it, it takes like a, a two and a half chapters to get from the camp to Canaan. Yeah, And so it's like, oh, they're there. Promised yeah. land. Here we go. Yeah, 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 And they send the spies in. The spies are like, there's giants there. We can't go in. So they don't trust God and they leave. And, it's, and so they, they will not enter into the promised land. And so God pronounces a curse on the older generation... The men 20 and up who were about to meet, they're counted in this census at the beginning, they will not enter the promised land, but the younger generation will. And so um, there's this ironic statement that they make at the land of Canaan, and they say, I wish we would have just died in the wilderness instead of having to go into the promised land and die by the sword of these Canaanites. And, uh, and God says, okay, I'll give you what you wish for.
1: If that's really what you want. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so God gives them the desires of their <laughs> yeah. heart and they end up dying in the wilderness. And and so from that point on, there's this cycle uh, that actually starts um, already that I'll, we'll look at a little bit probably today. Cycle. Um, but it plays out over and over and over again, this cycle of God gives commands... Okay. And he says, do this, and you'll live. And right. you know, this is what I want for you. The older generation disobeys, and so God breaks out in a bunch of really unique punishments.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is where, like, the snake the, the snake, yep. and mm-hmm. the bronze serpent and That's all that right. kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. snakes
0: come, the ground opens up, fire, balls shoot out from the tabernacle, plagues break out. There's all these different kinds of ways that the exciting, people die. Exciting. So exciting. <laughs> I mean this is like an action movie. The Book of Numbers is like an action movie.
1: It's like it's like they're traveling through I always I was like uh I I think the Bible project describes it like as a travelogue. Like their adventures as they're traveling to <laughs> there. And my first thought I was like thinking of like Anthony Bourdain going somewhere. <laughs> right. I was too like Tuesday I mean, it was yesterday. It was the anniversary of his Oh death. was it? Oh mm-hmm. man. It's been a year. Yeah. And so my first thought was like, oh they're just gonna be like eating different foods and paran and they're gonna <laughs> go experience quite. this culture over here in Midian and it's gonna be nope. no that's no nope, they
0: just die. <laughs> and so punishment breaks out. Uh, and then the fourth part of the cycle is um, intercession. And so either Moses or Aaron or once the once the handoff happens and the new generation takes over, a guy named Finhas Finhas. Yeah mm-hmm Uh, They step in and do something to intercede for the people of God, to stop the plague, to close the ground, to stop the fire, to heal people from snake bites, and then it all starts again. Finhas does all that? Finhas stops the plague by stabbing someone with a javelin, two people with a javelin.
1: Oh, wow. I'm telling you, it's like an action (laughs) movie.
0: There's like, people are like... That's it, Numbers? I'm like, yeah, it is. And it's so, it's like, it really is a very interesting book. You just have to get through the first three chapters. If you didn't
1: like Anthony Bourdain, you will You will. (laughs) You'll like Numbers.
0: Um, And so anyway, and so then you'll see it again. It it all starts over again. After the intercession, God then comes with new commands. And um, it's supposed to like have ratcheted down the people in their rebellion and say, okay, you did this. And you disobeyed, so I'm going to give you more commands to help you not disobey again so there won't be punishment. Okay. But they break it anyway, there's yeah. more punishment, there's more intercession, so there's more commands. Right. And
1: um, that's the cycle that we see. And so I think the other way... So, the, yeah, pause. go on. Okay, yep. so, so there's a cycle that's happening, uh-huh. but like in the broader story, what's happened... So God has created a family in Abraham yeah. that through Abraham, all the nations of the world will be blessed. Right. This family goes into slavery. Mm -hmm. God rescues them out of slavery, and
0: and it's important to note there's seventy people that go into slavery. Like they go, or not into slavery, but into Egypt. Into Egypt. So Jacob and his sons and his household. There's seventy in all. Seventy people, and that's what Genesis says at the end. Right. Right.
1: And then they go into slavery. God rescues them out of slavery, and then doesn't just keep doesn't define them as a family anymore, but defines them as a nation. Yeah,
0: because during that time of slavery, we read in Exodus one. Even under great persecution, they were fruitful and multiplied, just and they like grew the into garden, a great number.
1: Just like the Garden of Eden. That's right. So now God has made a covenant, made a relate, made this kind co- of this covenant with Israel. Right, which we get at the end of Exodus. Yep. They are now His people and a holy nation. Mm-hmm. So it's transformed from a family to a nation. That's right. And in order to have a nation, you need land, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And to piggyback on all the Genesis imagery that we. have seen since Genesis 1, they need a new Eden. Mm-hmm. Like, the people of God now have God's presence right. dwelling in the middle of them. Because of Leviticus. Because of Leviticus, right. because they have this code of conduct where God's presence is allowed to dwell in the middle of the camp. Yep. And we'll actually see it like played out symbolically or like oh yeah geographically here in Numbers. Big time. But God's presence dwells in the middle of the camp, and he will lead them to the new Eden. Mm-hmm. So they're on their way to the new Eden, and as they are on their way to the new Eden, they continue to hit up against this cycle of commands, disobedience, prayer, failure, and rescue. Punishment. Punishment.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. And so that's, what, so that's, 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 yeah, ha- that's what's happening. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. We're on
1: the way to the new Eden. Yep. But, and
0: on the way to the new Eden, we keep committing the sins of Eden. Like the same, the same, the same, the same problem from Genesis three, where God gave a command. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. and they did and so there were punishment but then God himself interceded yeah. and said um, you know Genesis 3:15 that the uh, one from Eve's seed will come and crush the head of the serpent like there was, and he clothed them with with clothes and so even God himself intercedes there so okay, so it's the same cycle, kind of cycle
1: a cycle of Genesis 3 over, over and, and over, over again on the in the wilderness
0: right. on the way to the new end right. which is why the older generation can't get in. Because they are committing the same sins that kicked
1: them out of the garden to begin with, right? Um, so at the beginning you know. of numbers, you're hopeful that okay, we are the people have been saved. Oh yeah, it's a new nation. Oh big time, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, God's presence is dwelling in the middle of our people. He's leading us and guiding us with clouds of smoke. Mm-hmm. Moses and Aaron are established as rulers and people after God's heart who speak to him face to face. Like okay. We can do it. Yeah. And and the opening the 10 Eden, chapters. Yeah. The temple is carved with all these special. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Eden imagery. Eden imagery of yep. fruit trees mm-hmm. and animals. It's like, we can do this. This yep. is happening. The new Eden is coming.
0: Right. And the opening 10 chapters are extremely optimistic. Of everything numbers. God commands. Of, of numbers. Everything God commands happens. Um, even, even all the way to the border of Canaan. Like the marching and everything. And there's a lot of commands. And all of them are met. And no one's complaining until they set out, <laughs> but uh, it is overly optimistic. And you're just like, "Oh, this is gonna happen!" Like, it, I mean, it, and you would think it would. I mean, the momentum from them leaving and pa- parting the Red Sea and, right. and the plagues and all that, leaving there, meeting God on the mountain, having the law revealed, you know, and then setting out. It's like there's like a lot of momentum going in here. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you were somehow able to just read this with First time eyes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would you would be like, oh yeah, here we go. This is happening. This is gonna happen. And so
1: in chapter ten is that the first cycle, the first cycle of disobedience? I, and I think so. I'd have to look. It's Let like, but
0: the first time they, the first time they sin is they set out and immediately they start grumbling, and so they blow the trumpets, they leave Sinai, and then I think it's gonna be chapter eleven. Uh, God feeds them. Uh, uh, let's see. Here. Just like you did in Exodus. Yep. So yeah, it's eleven. Chapter eleven. So yeah, the people complain. So
1: ten chapters of optimism. We're headed to the new Eden, yep. and a cycle of Genesis three mm-hmm. starts right there. Yeah, I don't
0: want you. To, I, want, I want to read this. So cha- uh, chapter eleven, verses one and two. The whole cycle is 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 walked through in two two verses. And the people complained. If you took, if, sorry, if you took one to ten as the command section, right, right that's right, the whole right. big command section, yeah. and then eleven to two, structure camp this way, look yep. this
1: way, head out this way, and then
0: and the people complained in the hearing of the Lord because God lives with them, right, right. So the people complained in the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes, and when the Lord heard it, His anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some outlying parts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses. And Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So there you have you have commands, disobedience, they grumbled. There's punishment, God's fire burns, and then there's intercession. Moses intercedes, and the fire stops. And that happens again and again and again and again throughout Numbers. Okay. And so um, that's kind of the overall shape. I, I guess we have to also remember there's this shift that happens toward the end of Numbers okay. where things start to go better. Okay, and so that's because, as you're reading numbers,
1: yep. you're going to open up, open it up and see a lot of numbers in the beginning. We'll talk about those a little bit, but we're essentially going to see, okay, this could work. Uh-huh, that's right. The, 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 the experiment with the nation Israel <laughs> right. headed to the New Eden might actually be the final one. Mm-hmm. This might actually work. Chapter 11 comes, and you realize, no— they're still complaining and grumbling, just like their for, just like they were doing a year ago. Right on their at, way to Sinai. On their way to Sinai, yep. the same thing is happening again, and God, rightfully, is getting <laughs> angry. Right the like the hit like the um I oh, was like what's like he's giving them less rope like oh, yeah because like beforehand it's like okay I'll give you this I'll give you this mm-hmm. and then I will punish you but now it's like okay I promised you and right. I've given you all this and you're complaining the rope's a little bit shorter punishment comes more, more quickly, quickly on the heels yep. of your disobedience. Right. Which,
0: I mean, which makes sense. And I think the the less rope metaphor works really well for numbers because what he says about the older generation when they refuse to enter Canaan is he says, all those who have seen all my saving works and yet have these 10 times disobeyed me, none of them will enter the land.
1: So that, ha- that cycle happens 10 times?
0: Well, no, this is just something God says at the land of Canaan. So huh. people have speculated like what were the ten times he's referring to. Right. Or is it just a hyperbolic number or, or it's just, just like the a ten bunch. Right. Or they've broken everything I've commanded them. But basically he's like, I gave them a long rope and then time after time after time after time, ten times, it's just gotten shorter. So they are not going to be the ones that enter in it.
1: Right. I think Sailhammer talks about like the escalation in God's mm. uh punishment for Israel's disobedience. Yeah. As the book of as the Pentateuch goes on. Oh yes. So like in the beginning you have this long leash of like long lead time between punishment and god's judgment yeah and as the book goes on it gets shorter and shorter and shor- shorter mm. partly because god has shown increasing mercy and grace and given even greater and more lavish promises so yeah. disobedience is that much more egregious and that much more serious yeah so it just starts
0: that is really that's yeah. it, it, it that does feel true and i think it is in the torah the crazy thing is if you look at the bible as a whole though you know and you and you jump to like romans three
1: yeah, the leash is infinitely The, long. Le- the leash yeah. is infinite. And he <laughs> yeah. says
0: that he left former sins unpunished so that they all might be poured out on Jesus. The punishment might all be poured out on Jesus. And so, like, even though there is punishment in Numbers, I don't think we have to see that just because someone doesn't enter the promised land and faces the wrath of God, that they are eternally separated from him. Think about Moses. At the end of the Torah, Moses does not enter the promised land. We're going right. to see that why here in Numbers— and uh, and yet we know that he's with yeah. God. Yeah, he yeah. shows up at the Mount of Transfiguration. I mean, right. he's not eternally separated from God. So I think one thing we need to remember as we read this is just because we see punishment fall on people and horrible things happen to these people for their sin, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're eternally separated from God.
1: Do you think it would be better then to describe some of the things that are happening in Numbers as the discipline of mm-hmm. the Lord yep. rather than the punishment? Yeah,
0: maybe. I, I mean... I think it's, it's two. I think it's two sides of the same coin, that one, it is an act of punishment, and I think that word is even used a few times, so I think we should lean into it, but when we think about biblical discipline of the Lord, we know it's corrective and preventative, and so I, right. I, I think the punishment is accomplishing discipline. I think... I don't know. I, it might be semantics at this point. I, I don't
1: know. know. I mean, I feel like... Um... There's a different. There's different connotation, at least in English. There's definitely connotations. There's def- yeah. different connotations between the word punishment, right, and discipline. I discipline my child, not because I want to make sure he gets what he's owed. Oh, I see. But because he, I have a plan for him. What he, I want him to be a steward one right. day. Yep. And so I want to form him using discipline into a mature man, mm-hmm. right? And so I. Th- so I, th- if you're talking about. And so maybe this is helpful because in Israel, God has made a relationship, a covenant with an entire community. And in that community, there are true fears of Yahweh and there are not. Does that make sense? Like inside the circle of Israel, there are some, God has made a covenant with Israel, but over and over again throughout um, the Old Testament, we'll say that there's actually an Israel within Israel, a true remnant, true believers within Israel. And so when God's Justice comes towards Israel to those that are truly fears, It is corrective. It is mm-hmm. discipline. Mm-hmm. It is making them more into the image of Yahweh. I will be like you, and you will be my God. Right. And it, but for others who do not trust in Yahweh, it is their punishment. Sure, and it's their final one.
0: Yeah, I think it might be hard to split hairs over who's receiving what. Yes, you know, because it's like at some at some points, like we, I, I think we could agree that Aaron and Moses's is, is discipline. Mm-hmm. because right, 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 they're, right, they're not utterly condemned. But yeah. also for the nation of Israel as a whole, and even humanity as a whole, the punishments that happen in Numbers are discipline. because we can look at them. I mean, the, the book of Hebrews right. does this. It says, look at the older generation in Numbers and don't be like them. They were faithless and look what happened to them. You can escape that fate today. Right. And so we can look at the punishment that happened to those of the older generation in Numbers and it can be discipline toward us because we right. can learn from it and be corrected, and so right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. That, that's 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 really good.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I was just trying to process like, do I have, do yeah. we have categories? Like, right. is it all just like, because punishment for me feels like penal in the yeah, sense yeah. of like we have a a system of governance that puts people into prison as punishment for their crimes. Is that all that's happening right here? Is God just meeting out justice? all by itself, or is there something formative he's doing? He's forming the nation of Israel. And I mean, I think we'll see that in Deuteronomy when Moses is speaking to the next generation. He's Mm -hmm. saying, hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And he's speaking to the next generation and calling them to be a people, a unique people, a nation of priests, a holy priesthood, a unique priesthood. Anyway, I think there's probably more going on here than just that. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's part of the reason why we read wisdom literature mm. the penitent general is to, to be, be corrected fo- and formed to yep. be corrected and formed into the image and likeness of god yeah. and so anyway yeah no it's, i think
0: i think it's helpful and so this uh, this cycle plays out and then as we get closer and closer to the new generation so if you think about it um, throughout all this time 40 years throughout all this time the younger generation is growing up right the older generation is dying off so there gets to be a tipping point in numbers where there are more people in the younger generation than the older. And as that right. shift starts to happen, things start to go better for Israel. Instead of losing all their wars, they kind of start winning some. Instead of always disobeying God, they start obeying him every now and then. Instead of God not being with them, we're told that God is with them. And so there's like these, yeah. these little signs that the, that the promise that God made to the younger generation at the border of Canaan is going to come true. And so, what's yep. the promise you made at the border of Can- that oh, wait, the so, younger so, generation will go in, but the older generation will not? So
1: chapter ten, or chapter eleven comes. No, no, no. It's thirteen, I think. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. So they get to the border of Canaan. This is when they send in the spies. Yep. It's like, okay, we're here in the new Eden. Let's go test it out. Yep. The older the old guard says, no, we can't do it. Mm-hmm. They're punished forty years in the wilderness. But That's so right. are the children. But the promise of the children is, once your parents die, yep. you will inherit the land. That's because right. You are at that point, I guess, not. You're not complicit in the sins of your parents, or like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you're
0: not going to be punished for the sins of your parents, which right. is something that the Torah says. Yeah, and so, and it's also really interesting too. I've never thought of of that whole meta narrative as a picture of the gospel, but it's like that's let the old generation bear the sins, so the younger generation can come in, and it yeah. is kind of like this this our, interesting. Our older thing. brother Jesus, our older brother yeah. Jesus bears our sins, so we can enter into the promised land, even though we're just as sinful. Right. As everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we're going to see that that's yeah. true um, in, uh, in the history books. But uh, anyway, that's really cool. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, you, you'll you see the younger generation. They come in, and um, we we get them to the border of Canaan. And that's where we meet Balaam. And that's going to be a fun episode. I'm excited yeah. to talk about that. It's my favorite part of Numbers. It's the climax of the book of Numbers.
1: And he, Balaam pronounces blessings yep. over Israel. Right. Uh, which is...
0: Which just feels wrong. And
1: Balaam's just like what this pagan He's a pagan. He's like a sorcerer, right? Yeah, he's a
0: sor he's a he's a he's a he's a divination guy for hire. So he's like a mercenary and so a mercenary sorcerer. Yeah, mer- yeah, and so the guy this Do you king... you ever watch
1: Sophia the First? There's no reason. Of course why. no,
0: no. <laughs> I have a son first off, and he's one
1: We watch Sophia the First mm. a lot in our yes. house. And there's a guy on there named uh Cedric, and he's mm. like the, the sorcerer for the palace. Oh yeah. But he's always trying to undermine the king. Anyway, never mind.
0: <laughs> wow, man, that was definitely worth the trip. That was good. <coughs> oh my goodness. Uh, and so, anyway, um, yeah. And so, we'll see that even in the midst of all this horrid sin and discipline and punishment, God is still pronouncing a blessing. Um, and I'm excited to talk about that one in full. Uh, and then, yeah. And then we we see the the new the new generation. We get a second census toward the end of the book of Numbers. So. Once you get through the first three, just know there's only one more set of numbers you have to look <laughs> forward to. And the whole point is you have the first census is the old generation and the second census is the new generation. And that's yeah. just the point. And like that's that's it. So in the wilderness. Yep. So the book of
1: Numbers mm-hmm. is about in the wilderness. Yep. The old people die. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like this is the story of the older generation's continued repetition of, the guard, of, of Genesis 3. Yep and their disqualification from entering into the New Eden. That's right. They've committed the same sins as the, their first parents in the Old Eden, mm-hmm. so they cannot enter into the New Eden. Right. There's a new hope in the new generation, uh, which will which is the book of Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. But for now, in the wilderness, this is the older generation proving they're just like Adam and Eve.
0: That's right. So, yeah, I'm really excited to, uh, to talk through um, numbers and hop in. Uh, I think it's been helpful to kind of pull my brain out and kind of— Pull my brain out? That sounds kind of weird. I don't know what that means, but I don't know either. But, but it's, to kind of st- I'd I guess, like to see you try <laughs> it. To, to like step above and get an overview of numbers to help us see that like the first 10 chapters shouldn't be indicative of your whole experience of the book of numbers. It's like an action movie, there's yeah, a lot yeah, to yeah. look forward to. Um, now we kind of have a, a narrative shape of the book. So
1: God's fulfilling his promises. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I, I, I and think I mean, there's a th- lot to see.
1: I think too, just if God has made abundant promises mm. to you. Wouldn't you want to number them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Count his blessings, name them one by one. I don't <laughs> yeah. do that song. You don't. Okay. I... Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. But it's uh, so. Yeah. We'll, we'll look at we'll look at that. We'll look at the census next week, and we'll we'll kind of say what is going on why all these numbers there seems to be some historical inaccuracies and some literary inaccuracies we'll try to wrestle with yeah um and then um we'll we'll get started so i'm excited to go through numbers um we're really glad that you guys are listening um and going on this journey with us if you have any questions along the way reach out info at
1: dot com. please rate us on itunes help other people find us leave a comment yeah
0: so anyway well we uh we really appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you all next week Thank you for listening to the Spoken Gospel podcast. Spoken Gospel is a nonprofit dedicated to creating free gospel-centered media that speaks the gospel out of every corner of scripture. So to join us in our mission and view our resources, we invite you to visit SpokenGospel.com.